You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, I'm Katherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo, and you're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. So today we are very excited to bring you Laura Pepin. She's an energy work practitioner and founder of Blueprint Wellness Energy Work. She uses a method called source point therapy, which is based on the premise that our personal fields exist within a larger matrix that offers us a universal blueprint for health. She gets into what this means and how you can apply it in the episode, and it's pretty fascinating. So we found Laura through Goop, where she's been featured and recommended in particular for her distance healing sessions. When you listen to this conversation, her energy is going to come through. Both Catherine and I felt a complete calming shift just through being on video and being in conversation with her. She really is an incredible example of someone who practices what they preach. Toward the end of the episode, I asked her, just what do you do? Because I want to embody that kind of energy. And she shared some cool things with us there too. In addition to sharing so much about her work and energy healing throughout the conversation. Hey guys, Stefania here. Do you ever feel like you're carrying around extra weight that doesn't feel like it's yours? Do you ever wake up in the morning with puffy eyes or a swollen face thinking, that's not me in the mirror? Okay, same. So much of this I've learned is caused by inflammation in our bodies. It comes from our lifestyle and all the things that come with living in the modern world. The solve to all of this for me has been Saqqara. I absolutely love their meal programs. They have the most delicious plant-based meals that are easy, delicious, detoxifying, and they also have a more hardcore level two detox, which is my personal favorite. This program really works. It's changed my body, my skin, my mental clarity. I've gotten so many friends and family onto this program. Even my mom and dad are super into it. If you want to check it out, Sakara is offering a 20% off discount for the Vera community with code XOVERA at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's code XOVERA. You can find the link in the episode show notes. Use code XOVERA for 20% off your first order from Sakara. And reach out to me if you have any questions. We're going to get right into the episode with Laura this time. We talk about so much right within the conversation and we share a lot there. So we're going to get right into it. In this episode with Laura, we discuss her cultural upbringing and background and how in some ways it guided her into this work. She has a really interesting background and a perspective on how it's shaped her. 
Kat shares her own experience with a distant session with Laura and something pretty incredible that happened during it. Laura talks about source point therapy versus Reiki, what it is and the differences that exist between the modalities. She talks about the physical relief that can happen through energy work, especially for those in chronic pain. She has an incredible story of a healing that happened with one of her clients that was really transformative. She talks about what we can do now to relieve stress and tension, what most people are coming to her for, and so much more. We're going to get right into the episode. We'd love to hear what you think about the episode. And if you enjoy this episode and if you've been listening and enjoying what we've been doing, we would love if you could rate, leave us a review and share this episode with a friend that you think can benefit. It really helps us grow to continue to bring on great guests and to expand this community and to bring you more free events too. All right, let's get into it with Laura. Welcome, Laura. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today. I've had some really great personal experiences working with you so far, and I am looking forward. We're looking forward to getting into that. Before we get started, we'd love to hear about your cultural background and your upbringing and how that has led you to this work. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's so wonderful to be here with both of you. And I just, you know, admire what you're doing and appreciate, you know, everything you're putting out there. As far as my background goes, so I uh, was born in Seoul, South Korea, and I was adopted when I was nine months old. And I live in St. Paul, Minnesota, and that is where I grew up. And as far as my family goes, it's kind of a diverse family or an interesting family. We had five kids. Three of us are adopted from Korea. And then one is just adopted from the States. And none of us are related. The youngest is biological. And so it's kind of a, I don't know if you can keep track of all of that, but yes, it was a very like, interesting experience growing up. It was a lot of personalities and we had a lot of fun, you know, with all those kids. All of us are kind of within a pretty tight age range too. So we had a lot of fun together. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Did you feel like your upbringing and your experience that you just shared with us contributed to you going into this work or led you there in some way? You know, I've thought about that a little bit because I think I ha- I do find some parallels with like my experience growing up. I was more of an introvert and everyone else was kind of more extroverted. And so I was more of an observer and I kind of had these like one-on-one relationships with each of my siblings that I developed and I was more of like a support at times. And so it's just interesting because I feel like I do play that role as an energy work practitioner. And I think that like just being more on the observer side of life has helped me just see and understand people in this way that allows them to feel comfortable and as if, you know, I'm listening and I'm paying attention and just sharing the space. So I had a open session with you. So 
a distance healing session. And the experience was really interesting because I had forgot that I know I filled out the intake form and then I forgot about it. And I remember I was sitting at lunch and I all of a sudden felt this lightness and I was, I was with my husband and I just started laughing and I was like, my energy completely (laughs) shifted. And then as I was getting up to, we were getting up to leave and pay and everything. And then I started coughing and when I got home, I checked my email and I had an email from you from like 10 minutes before saying that you just completed the session and you cleared my throat and my upper arm area. And I just couldn't believe it because I could literally feel it from a distance. So I'm wondering if we could start with you talking a little bit about that experience that I might've had and also what the specific blockages that come up when you do distance healing and just how that whole process works. Cause I was very intrigued by that. Yes. It's so interesting. And I honestly, I don't feel like I have all of the answers, but what I do have is like, you know, the experiences that people share with me, I can tell you when I do the open remote sessions and, you know, I'm doing kind of certain, certain protocols and the way that I locate blockages is just through a scan with my hand. And what happens for me when I know there's a blockage is my hand will just stop and I won't be able to move it anymore. And so then I know to work with that area. And, you know, honestly, when I'm doing that work, I have no idea. Like if there's going to be, if you're going to be experiencing anything or if, you know, there's going to be something that resonates with you in some way, I really just do the work. And what's really special about this modality, it's called source point therapy, is that it's kind of all about, you know, from the practitioner standpoint, it's all about like getting out of the way and allowing you to kind of have your own experience directly with the blueprint or with source energy. And so I found it really interesting that, you know, you immediately kind of felt that lightness and you connected it to the session along with, you know, the throat area, the coughing, and just that you just felt so much clearer. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with a session. It really comes through, you know, the process of just sharing what has shown up in those scans and then like having a conversation and listening and allowing you to like kind of be in your experience and do your own kind of tune in or scan to notice what you notice and feel what resonates as kind of true and real. In this modality and this practice is all about like you getting to like tune in and notice where it's connected for you. Because in a lot of ways, like I could tell you something and there may be something else that is there for you to be aware of. And I could be kind of creating a distraction for you, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like so much power in working with people who do intuitive work. But then there's also a lot of power in kind of doing this other kind of work where it's really about you kind of tapping into your own intuition and like listening to your body and just receiving the wisdom that's there. Like there's knowledge, there are things, connections within you that you're aware of or that you can become aware of if you can slow down and, you know, just use these tools of like energy work practice or like the moon cycles, anything like that, just to take the time to tune in and notice. 
I like that. It reminds me a little bit almost of when people talk about that in the context of dream interpretation. It's like, it doesn't really serve us to look up online and see what a certain symbol or experience in our dream meant to us or means. It really is about what it means to us. And so I thought about that when you are talking about opening up your own intuition and assigning meaning based on what it means to you versus in you know, some other source that's meant to be more general or for everyone. Yeah, that's such a great way to say it. So you talked about blockages and I'm curious, and maybe this is counter to the point we've all just been talking about, but what kinds of things tend to create or support blockages in someone's body or experience? Mm -hmm. Yes. So kind of the way that I like to think about blockages and I guess my experience with it is, you know, blockages are normal it's like completely normal to have blockages. It just comes with being human, right? Just because, you know, we have so many different roles and relationships and responsibilities and kind of hopes and dreams and to-dos that we, you know, are spreading our attention and our awareness across, right? We can't always be aware of everything kind of acutely all at once. And so when we're locating blockages, I look at those areas as kind of areas that are looking for a little more support and recognition or perhaps more of a direct connection to that information and energy of the blueprint. And I don't know, I haven't really explained the blueprint to you yet, but the blueprint in source point therapy is, so this modality is based on the idea that there is a blueprint. There's lots of different blueprints. And when we're doing these sessions, we're working specifically with the blueprint for human health, as well as your own unique blueprint, and then any other blueprints that would be helpful for you at this time. And so the way that I really connected with this concept is just thinking about when you get a cut or a bruise or any kind of injury or illness, you know, you don't really need to actively do anything to get your body to begin to heal, right? Like your body automatically starts that process on its own. And our bodies are kind of constantly in this process of healing and renewal and transformation. And so with this modality, we just look at that as our bodies getting that information from the blueprint. So hopefully that's helpful. Is the blueprint a sort of energetic impression that you can take from where someone is at? Or how could someone understand what is my blueprint? How do I get to understand what my blueprint is? That is a good question. So with the blueprint, I kind of tend to bring everything into a space of allowing it to be a concept and a tool to work with if it resonates with you. I think that like source energy is also like another way to think about the blueprint, but kind of this idea that there is sort of this like universal order, balance, harmony, and flow um, that exists. And it's, you know, we don't necessarily see it but we can feel it and know it and recognize it, you know, through our sensory system and just like our way of knowing things, which is not always like the easiest thing to talk about, right? Because people want evidence and they want science and they want proof, but there's so much that we know through our bodies and like our energy field and these things that we can't really see. And so you know, just thinking about your own unique blueprint, the blueprint is not your own unique blueprint is not really static. You know, it kind of, it changes with you, even though there is sort of like, you know, your essence of who you are that will always be there. And I think it's more of just like that inward work that you do. 
there's like a sense of knowing about who you are that you can tap into. And so when you kind of feel connected to the blueprint, you know, it's like that experience of really feeling like fully who you are in this moment. It can feel a little bit vague, but it's something that you just have to experience. And I feel like with all the work that both of you have done, you can probably like relate to it. And maybe there are lots of different other kind of concepts or words that come to mind or that other modalities use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing that came to mind for me when you were explaining that was alignment. So essentially like what I am taking away from this is that your blueprint is your alignment with your essence, with your path that you're meant to be on with the flow of the universe and the other energies around you is my understanding. Does my understanding make sense? Yes, absolutely makes sense to me. I feel like alignment is a beautiful word and way to think about it. And I think that there is like an alignment that happens during sessions where you do kind of like come into alignment with your own frequency and sort of the like universal frequencies of order, balance, harmony, and flow. I want to cover quickly, what is the difference between Reiki energy healing and the source point therapy? I think that some of us are maybe more familiar with Reiki and it sounds like they're related, but could you explain that for us? The difference between Reiki and source point therapy, this is a wonderful question. And it was actually a question somebody asked me and it really took me a while to think about that. But What I eventually, at least in my experience with Reiki, I did levels one and two, um, and then I found source point. And the difference for me as a practitioner is with Reiki, it's like you're working more with kind of a linear channel of energy where there's like source energy, the practitioner and the client, right? And that energy is coming through. And with source point therapy, we work with a triad. So just like a triangle. So at the top is source energy or the blueprints. And then at one corner is the practitioner and one corner is the client. And so my whole goal during a session is to hold this point so that you can have your direct experience. I have my own direct experience and then we have a shared experience. That concept of the triad working in that way really worked so much better for me because, you know, I haven't gotten to a place where my like intuitive kind of skills as a practitioner are somewhere where I really, you know, are developed in a way where I feel like I can share information with somebody in a way that will really be helpful and meaningful and supportive to their process. And so for me, like staying out of the way and just holding space and letting, you know, somebody have their direct experience and become aware of what whatever it is that they're ready to become aware of and to have the time to begin to trust in their own experience and to know it and to understand more about how they learn, how they know things is just so beautiful and kind of like also relates to how I feel, you know, my best teachers have supported me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I attended one of the source point therapy group sessions yesterday. And I found it extremely relaxing. I was telling you that I actually fell asleep a couple of times, um, but then I was like, no, no, I want to hear everything. So, but one of the things that you talked about in that session was this idea of letting go. And I keep hearing this everywhere right now. So I'm assuming it's a message, (laughs) but I'm wondering if that, like with, you know, you talked about that a little bit in, in letting go and 
wondering if you can talk about what happens in our bodies when we are trying to control a situation and what is the energetic shift that happens when we just let go and let things play out as, you know, as we want them to, or as they're supposed to. Yeah, we did talk about letting go and it feels like, you know, after the past year that we've all been through, it feels like we all need some time to let some things go. And I think that part of that letting go, especially in a source point therapy session is allowing the body to do what it's designed to do. You know, our bodies are so intelligent that like when we allow ourselves to fully relax, our bodies will automatically kind of run those systems and those processes through you know, more freely and more powerfully if we're not getting in the way, trying to, you know, plan what we're going to do later and make sure this person has that. And so when kind of this idea of letting go, it's almost like, even if you can just imagine, you know, in your body, sometimes you're holding yourself in a certain position. And as you do that, you know, things are getting constricted. And so kind of letting go allows all of that energy to flow through your body again. It's almost that feeling of where, I don't know if you've had this before, but where, you know, your inhales become the same as your exhales and you start to not notice the difference and kind of everything kind of becomes one. It can lead to that kind of experience. And as you kind of get to that state, you're really letting go of, you know, all of the stuff of life. You know, you're just really letting yourself be fully who you are without all of those roles and expectations and judgments and worries. Yeah. Do you have an example that you would be comfortable sharing with us on an experience that someone you worked with has had through this work, either in letting go or in coming closer to being in alignment with that blueprint that we talked about and having a transformational experience? You know, there's one that it was an open remote session that I did, and it was for my sister's friend, actually, who had been through a couple of bouts of cancer, and she just had several surgeries, and she had some, you know, issues that she she was dealing with. And at the time, I just offered to do a session because I know she was going through treatment again. And so I did the session and I let my sister know when it was done. And when she texted her friend, her friend was like a little bit disappointed because she wanted to know before I was going to do the session. But, and she said, you know, I really wish I would have known and I don't really notice anything. But then the next morning when she woke up, she was able to lift her arm and she hadn't been able to raise her arm in like over a year after a surgery that she had had. And so she was really excited because she got to make her son like pancakes or waffles that morning. And it was just like super special and Like I totally felt so much love and just so much happiness for her and her son. Wow. That's interesting that it, like the healing on the physical as well. So what is happening there when like you're doing a distance session? Is it just person to person or? I'm not sure. Really, I'm not sure. I mean, I am connecting to the blueprint and kind of just putting that intention out there or just you know, making that connection. And like, I'm sure she has her own intention. And I think that there's just a way that we're all connected. And, you know, when people are open to 
you know, getting better or receiving healing, I think that's when things start to shift and like things like that can happen. Wow. Yeah. And it probably goes back to the letting go as well, because if you can let go of everything that's going on, then everything flows better in your body and then the physical symptoms lift and you feel a little bit lighter. So Mm -hmm. it's probably just everything is just flowing better in your system. Something that I've been really fascinated to see as I've researched and looked into energy healing is that energy healing really is being used as a complementary modality to very serious Western medicine modalities. I know that it is a modality used at Johns Hopkins Hospital for cancer patients. And there's lots of examples of that in hospitals around the country, maybe around the world too, where Western medicine doctors and healthcare systems are integrating energy healing and people are having results. And so can you speak to that a little bit? Do you know what's going on there? Is there research behind this modality? What do you think about that? I think it's wonderful. I think that it all makes sense. I mean, I think part of it, a lot of from, you know, my own kind of research um, and things that I've noticed about the research that has been done and um, the modalities that are being used in hospitals, a lot of, seems like um, Reiki and kind of healing touch is another one that's very popular and kind of certified. And I think that there is just, you know, we are all energy and like when we come in contact with each other, like amazing things can happen. You know, we can lift each other up and even just like, you know, just one of the things that I really like about with source point therapy is it kind of works with sacred geometry, right? Where we're working with these different points. And so like when you're in geometry, like two points make a line, right? And that starts to create a connection. So if you think about like each of us, we're each a point. And so when you have two points that come into connection, then you're creating that line of energy. And so that can happen like on a physical level with like, you know, healing touch, hands-on work, but I think it can also happen on an energetic level, you know, just with the intention or the awareness that, you know, I'm connecting with you, that we're connected and there's, you know, an intention of healing to allow it to be received. So for source point therapy, there haven't been any specific studies that I'm aware of. So I I don't have like anywhere that I can point you to any of that research, but I do know like the way that it came into awareness was through a husband and wife by the name of Donna Thompson and Bob Shry, and they are from Santa Fe, or that's where they live now. And Bob is a body worker. He's been a rolfer. He is one of those people that that, like does so many things. It's hard to keep track of, but he is um, pretty well known in the rolfing world. What is that? I don't know what that is. uh, So another name for it is structural integration, but it's a a type of body where they work with the fascia. And it's um, like the goal is to like help allow your body to come into its own alignment through working with the fascia. And so there's kind of like Got a okay. um, like a 10 series that you can do in order to like get your body to its like ideal alignment. And there are just, there's lots of studies on rolfing and lots of cases that it just helps. It's amazing actually. So it helps mm-hmm. with alignment and that allows you to like, it's helped people kind of like lose weight in that process and just become better athletes 
And it's also helped people recover from really serious accidents or physical conditions. But yeah, so the, what I was saying about Bob is that, you know, with this modality, Bob and Donna have shared this modality and have been teaching it for a number of years, but it's become very like popular with rolfers and with acupuncturists. So for rolfers, when they do source point therapy before sessions, you know, it allows the body to relax and get into that neutral state so that when they're working um, with the fascia, which is a little, you know, deeper in the body, it can be, you know, easier on the therapist, but also, you know, easier on the clients too. What are you seeing come up a lot? There's some, what are some of the most common things that you're seeing come up with people? Like, what are they coming to you for? So many things, a lot of anxiety though, a lot of anxiety and depression and just feeling kind of like, you know, not like yourself. And some people do come with like really specific issues that they want to address and, you know, like GI issues or migraines or just healing from surgeries, things like that. But I would say that like anxiety and depression are some of the highest. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's definitely popping up a lot in our community as well. Like, is there a practice that with source point therapy that people can do at home on their own or would they attend a session? What is the best way to, to do that? If they just want, maybe they're feeling really anxious in the moment, how can they calm down in that moment? The thing that I would give people to work with that is probably the easiest and maybe the most effective is the golden egg. And so we worked with that during the session that the group session. And so that's just really visualizing that, you know, just allowing yourself to be surrounded by golden light energy all around you. And that space is really meant to acknowledge your full space, that you're more than just your physical body and that you actually kind of need to have that space all around you in order to feel like fully yourself and to feel kind of, you know, as if you have all the space you need to expand into, but then also to feel kind of protected and supported. And so, you know, just allowing yourself to maybe lie down and, you know, close your eyes and just begin to imagine that there's a point to the right of your navel, you know, located off the body and one below your feet and one to the left of the navel and one above the crown of the head, and then allowing a beautiful shimmering golden line of energy to connect out all of those points around you. And just allowing you know, your breath to slow down, letting your body do the breathing. And if it's helpful, one of the ways that I really like to remember that that space truly is a part of you is just to think of how a little tiny baby breathes because little tiny babies breathe you know, all as one because you know they're not directing their breath that they let their bodies breathe and so the breath kind of flows through every cell and every pore of the skin in all directions and you know with that visual you can start to see how you know that really that golden egg space really does exist and it really truly is a part of that baby and i think you know when we the way that we you know, look at babies and handle babies, we respect that space, right? And so we all have that space, but, you know, we don't, as we get older and we get busier, we just forget to acknowledge that. And we're not really taught 
to acknowledge it or that it's a real thing. And so, yes, with that practice, there's so much that you can do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was very calm and soothed by just following your direction on doing that right now. I want to know, I've been wanting to ask you this whole time, what do you do? Because I feel like you have... I mean, we're only speaking over video right now. And I feel like this whole time I can feel your very calm, very neutral, very clear energy. And it's really kind of visceral the way that I'm feeling this coming from you. And so I just wonder, what what are you doing? I want to do more of what you're doing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, I feel that way. I mean, I feel so comfortable and like so happy to be here with both of you. And I love talking about this stuff. I will say like one of the secrets is, is that, you know, with that triad that I mentioned, like I'm getting a session at the same time as that other person is getting a session too. So the work is like truly beneficial for practitioners. And, you know, I often hear things about, you know, practitioners getting other people's energy on them. And I have not experienced that personally. So I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I will say that with this modality, it really, really is beneficial for everyone involved. And so that is definitely something that helps clear my energy field just as much because, you know, while you're in your golden egg, I'm in my own golden egg. And you know, all of these tools, the triad, the golden egg. And also I should say Kundalini uh, yoga and meditation is something that has been very powerful for me. And just actually like the first type of yoga that I've been able to integrate into like my own home practice. (laughs) Because I've been like, I've done a lot of vinyasa before too, but, and always wanted to develop my own personal practice. But for some reason it didn't happen. I love Kundalini. Before the pandemic, I was going to this incredible ashram in San Francisco and going to Kundalini classes. And it was like a Ram Das blessed. Uh, it was just like, who I don't know, remember who the other figure is, but it, it was incredible. And I haven't fully been able to get back into it with a home practice, but I absolutely love it. I love the use of the voice. Yeah. Like I love the chanting, the singing. I am obsessed with it. How do you do it at home? So, you know, uh, I'm actually doing a Kundalini teacher training right now too. So I do Um, that. What I really love is doing a sadhana. So the sadhana is like you can do 40, 90 or 120 days. And it's really awesome for developing a practice because you do that consecutively. It's like a streak. So if I miss a day, I have to start over back at one. And so I just like, if I'm committing to do a sadhana, I'm committing to like complete it no matter how many times it takes me. And so I've done several of those and I like to do like mainly a meditation. I'll usually do like an 11 minute meditation daily. And it is, I totally agree that like, there's just something really wonderful and powerful about being able to chant and have music and like movement while meditating. It gives you more ways to come back to yourself or just come back to that meditation. Do you do self-guided or do you have, you know, there's some memberships out there Mm -hmm. or there's YouTube videos. What do you actually use to guide you? So for some of the, like the Kriyas and the like meditations that I know, I'll just use, find the track on Spotify and use that. Okay. Kirtan Kriya. That's the Sata Nama. Otherwise, you know, there are some great resources. One of the instructors for our training is Satsiri. 
I don't know if you know of her, but she's in LA and she's really wonderful. And she has a great like online option where she has live classes, but then you, she records all the classes and you get access to that library as well. Okay. Sorry. I just, I wanted to ask because I've been trying to find the right thing for me. And so thank you for indulging me in that. No, that's awesome. I I love Kundalini. So anytime you want to talk more about it, let me know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I know that we're getting close to time. There's one question that we ask all of our guests because the podcast is called This Life Explains It All. So our question is, what life experience has been your greatest teacher? Oh, this is such a good question. And I will say I have like an uplifting answer and maybe a a darker answer, but for sure my daughter for, you know, kind of all of the obvious reasons, but, you know, truly like the reason, you know, she's part of the reason why I'm doing this work because I think it's so important to like embody, you know, all the things that I want for her, which is to, you know, follow what she knows is right for her to, you know, take risks and, and try things and, you know, take the time to like know yourself. So I would say my daughter, and also she is my first blood relative that I know. And so that is, you know, that's been kind of an extraordinary experience for me because, you know, just growing up, I, I, I had my family, but it's, it is a whole different thing to have somebody who's like part of you, you know, in your lineage. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That that. actually made me cry. (laughs) It's very inspiring for me as yeah. well. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. So you'll get to enjoy that experience as well. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then my other answer is death. Like in my life, I, you know, had some friends when I was in high school who passed away and like a cousin who was in a, a car accident and died. And, you know, both of my parents have passed and like, so there's just been like a lot, you know, just... And through that, of just like reflecting on that and like, you know, being in that experience of having somebody be gone, it made me just realize like how special it is to be here and how, you know, amazing it is that we're all here together at this time and that, you know, we don't know how much time we're going to have. And so it really is worth it to take time for other people and to like take the time that I need in order to like become greater expression of myself. And to really, you know, and this is like a continuous work, but to just fully be myself while I'm here, you know, like coming out of that observer role and really like being here now and, you know, connecting with people like yourselves and like just enjoying the experience. I think that we kind of live in this world where it's so focused on achievements that, you know, we kind of forget to just enjoy it. like. There's so much that we can enjoy and just slowing down and letting ourselves and our lives be the way that they are at this time. And knowing that we don't get to be this version of ourselves for very long. So we may as well enjoy it. And it's kind of part of this larger journey and adventure that we get to have. So I definitely think that death is such a reminder that we're alive, you know, Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think this past year with pandemic really taught me to appreciate those little things. And now I'm, I'm so, I get really excited to like, just go for a walk or just do little things like going and seeing nature, seeing a new beach. And I don't think I was 
as much like that before, but now it's just like, you know, just like appreciate all those little things because that's what life really is. It's made up of all of those little things. So I love that. I've loved this conversation with you so much. We haven't yet done a one-on-one session, but I feel like, you know, anyone would be lucky to work with you. And because I've honestly just, my energy, like I feel like just being in your energetic presence on this call, I've felt a shift. I really do. And so with that, if someone does want to work with you, what is the best way for them to do that or to learn more? Yes. So my website, uh, blueprintwellness.life is a wonderful way to just learn a little bit more. And um, my email's there if you want to email and connect. Otherwise, my handle on Instagram is the same. It's blueprintwellness.life. And yes, I'm so happy to be here. And I am looking forward to just connecting with more people and really bringing more awareness to this work as an option for support, you know. So what I like to say is that this work allows you to activate your creative process of well-being because that's what I noticed was happening for people through these sessions is that, you know, what's really happening is that they're getting a chance to reconnect with their sense of well-being and that is like truly defined by them. You know, there may still still be things that need to be healed, but what is needed or what happens first is that someone is able to reconnect with that sense of well-being and that allows for the healing to happen and it is a creative process so you know allowing yourself to know that it's a creative process is really freeing it allows people to you know explore it and to take some pressure off of getting it right well said beautifully said we'll link all of that in the show notes and we'll share it alongside the episode Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.